Hello, beautiful people. Welcome again to Quarantine Devotionals. I am Jada, and I am so happy to be here with you today. I'm so grateful that I get to do this because it's helping me in this time of stress and of pressure. Just a little bit about me. I am a senior at the University of Southern Indiana. And um, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that all of the schools are now closed for um, in-person instruction. And we've been moved to online slash virtual classes. This is a very difficult transition for some students because not only are you required to do a very different type of workload, you also have the added stress of being alive in a global pandemic that is um, showing us to respond in a way that we haven't done before, not on this big of a scale. So it is hard to stay motivated. And that's what a lot of my friends have been feeling lately. I noticed that they talk a lot about feeling unmotivated. And whenever I feel unmotivated, as I do now sometimes, because it is hard to try and do schoolwork when there's so much happening around us. Um, I'm in my apartment right now, but I feel like the outside is just, it feels unreal almost. I have no idea what's going on on the other side of the city even because I can't see. So what do you do when you can't see? What do you do when you feel unmotivated, when you feel like you're out of control? The first thing that I want to offer is that we are never really in control. There's so many different things, so many different factors that influence our lives on a daily basis. It's hard for us to really control anything. Um, And this time, we feel like we're losing control because we don't have the things that we've always had. We don't have um, personal school instruction. We don't have time with our friends. Some of us don't have our jobs. A lot of us don't have our jobs. Um, We don't have going to the store and just like browsing and getting whatever you want and feeling okay. Um, The movies, um, going to your favorite restaurant and sitting down. We feel like we've lost control, but the truth is, this did not take control away from us. It made us realize how much control we don't have already. It just revealed to us that we are not in control. And um, that's not really a comment on the government or anything of that sort. It's just a comment on the Lord and how God is really in control of everything and everything answers to him. And so everything that's happened, um, it, it it did not happen without his permission first. So we have to relinquish this this feeling of, I need to control things, I need to be in charge, I need to reign, I need to dominate, because we don't. And when we do, we, we give up God's control. And why would you want to do that? This is the being, the God, the, the Father who oversees everything. He knows everything. He created everything. And he loves you. It would be terrible if God was a malevolent God. If he was angry and spiteful and did not love us at all. But he does love us. So why not give him control? You have to realize that if you're not control, the person that you want in control is is God. I mean, period, right? (laughs) You really want him to be over your life. But it is hard. It is hard to give up control. And that's what a lot of us are struggling with right now. And so Corinthians offers us 
encouragement um, in times where we feel like giving up. And I really wanted to share just a couple of verses before we get to our main reading. So the first verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And this comes from the New International Version. It says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. How many of us feel right now that our labor is in vain? Especially if you are considered an essential worker in this time, and you are not given proper equipment that will aid in your safety and your health how are you supposed to go into work every day feeling valued and appreciated when it doesn't feel like the companies that you work for the businesses that you work for value and appreciate you how hard is it to feel like your work is in vain all of our workers should be protected that should be a given and the work that you are doing is allowing the rest of us to live our lives in a way that ensures that we get the essentials and the food and the basics and the water and all of the other things that we need in order to live our lives in this quarantine um, as efficiently and effectively as possible. Even stores that don't seem as essential are still open and it must be hard to be put between a rock and a hard place because you need money but you also need your life and so it's so easy to feel like everything is in vain our college students i'm right there with you um it's like why am i doing this online assignment about fracking and environmental protection when the world just seems to be in utter chaos right now like i care about the environment but right now i I can barely get out of bed so how am I supposed to do this assignment? Um, but 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight tells us that our work is not in vain. Our work in the Lord is not in vain. If we do the best that we can right now and we keep our eyes on him and we keep our spirits on him, nothing that you do in this time will be in vain. Okay? God is not telling you, go write a 500-page novel or go ahead and write two thesis statements because why not write two dissertations because you have all the time in the world i don't believe that god is requiring that of us and we shouldn't require so much of ourselves in this time especially when the pressure is on i think he wants us to just take a step back and to realize that he's been here the entire time and he's just waiting for us to finally welcome him into our lives into our daily lives not just on sunday let him be the god that you need him to be in this moment all the time that's what he wants and so in terms of motivation it's hard it's difficult and 
I don't think that just me saying a bunch of words will truly make someone motivated, but I want to give you the tools. I want to give you the reassurance that you can get through this. Um, Even if you just do an assignment a day, it may not even feel like you're completely committed to it, but just making yourself get back into your routine, making yourself adjust and and learning what works for you and what doesn't. Um, I present to you 2 Corinthians, and this is from chapter 4. It starts off, um, Therefore, since God, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth, plainly we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For that we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our own hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Um, And skipping down to verse 16, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I love when it says, therefore do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. That's what a lot of us are feeling right now. We're losing heart because we're scared. We're uncomfortable. Um, We're being tested in ways we've never been tested before. But he says, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And that's exactly what it feels like now. It feels like we're wasting away. It feels like our way of life is wasting away. It feels like the way that we did things did not work. Um, it, It feels like... Our, our our political systems, our our livelihoods, our jobs, our bodies, our health is wasting away. And and that's what it seems to be on the outside. But from God's perspective, because he wants to come into our hearts, because he wants us to give it all to him, from God's perspective, he sees his children being renewed every day. Yes, he sees our suffering. Yes, he sees our pain. But he has already conquered all of those things. The victory is already ours. We go through these battles, yes, but we go through them to get through them. Not to be overcome by them. Never to be overcome by them. Especially when we lean on him. So God is seeing this time as a way to reach out to his children. He told us already, we're going to go through the fire. We're going to go through the waters. We're going to go through the storm. We already know that. We know that there are difficult times. He admits here that there is darkness. He created darkness. But he also created light. It says that light shines in our heart from him. From him. What is that scripture? 
It says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. So what I'm telling you right now is you already have it inside of you. That's the message. It's already in you. Right now, we're looking for any and everything to get us out of this hole, right? We're, we're distracting ourselves. We're blaming people. We're angry. But guess what? It's already inside of you. So those of you who are um, unmotivated, who are in the same boat as me, I want to let you know that you already have it within you to succeed because God has already shown his light in you. It's shining at this moment. What's happening is that we are eclipsing that light with all of our frustrations, with all of our worries, with all of that fear. You have to let yourself rest in the darkness so that you can see the light. You have to let yourself open your eyes in the darkness. You cannot be scared of the darkness. You cannot hide from the darkness. Right now, it feels like we are in a tight, closed room. It feels like we cannot move. And there's darkness around us and we cannot see. We're scared and we're closing our eyes. But you closing your eyes, it forbids you from seeing the goodness of the glory of God. You have to open your eyes he is calling for us to open our eyes to see his light you have to exist in your darkness no one can exist in your darkness for you you can't run away you can't hide you have to be in this moment you have to be uncomfortable you have to feel fear you have to feel all of your anxiousness you cannot will those things away without feeling them if it's affecting you it is affecting you and that is your truth but within your truth, allow God to come in and show you who he is. He cannot turn situations around when there's no situation. You have to admit there's a situation. You have to come to him with open arms, with an open heart and say, God, I need you. Remember when he said, though you go through the waters, you will not be overcome by them. You have to go through the waters in order for God to show you this isn't anything. This is nothing. This ain't a thing. I got you. I've always had you. I'll let these waters rim and skim around your legs, maybe. I'll let them splash you just a little bit, but nothing will overtake you, okay? This, this is your moment. This is your Moses moment. This is the Red Sea. Let me part the waters for you. Let me show you who I am. He says, let me show you what I am made of. Let me show you who I am inside of you. Let me, let me. Let me in, he is saying. Let me into your heart. Let me into your lives. Let me into your situation. Let me into your darkness. He wants it all. Everything. Everything that you've got, he wants it. He says, I need it. I need it from you. You need me to take it, so give it to me. Give it to me. God gives, gives us daily gifts. Gifts of life. Gifts of love. He gives us those gifts every day. And some of us, some of us feel so enclosed in that dark room 
that we, we won't open our eyes to see the pile of gifts in the corner. We, we can't even see the blessings that he's pouring out on us because we, we've closed ourselves down. We've locked ourselves out. But if you open your eyes, you have to open those gifts in order to receive them. When you give someone a gift, you give it to them and they retrieve it from you. They open the gift and they experience the love that you have for them, the thoughtfulness, the appreciation. You have got to do the same thing with God, okay? He's not going to open everything for you. You have to do that. That's how you come into relationship with him. So open your gifts. They are there. I promise you they are. I mean, I woke up this morning and I was feeling unmotivated. I got a message from my grandma, okay? She wants me every morning to say good morning to her. She wants all of her children to do that. And sometimes I'm like, Grandma... I don't know. I don't wake up when you wake up. I know that you want it at a specific time. I know that you want to make sure I'm okay, but just know that I am already, okay? Like I don't I don't have to keep messaging you. But I got that that message this morning. That's a good morning. I need to know you're okay. And I thought, what if I woke up one morning and I didn't have that message? I was so grateful that she cared enough <laughs> to come back me to say, "No, I need to know you're okay." I woke up and someone cared about me enough to message me. On the other side, right, I'm thousands of miles away from her. Okay, probably a hundred, I don't know. I don't know the distance, right? (laughs) But I'm away from her and she thought of me enough to say, let me check on you every single day. But I had to let her, I had to let that gift come into my life because I tried to push it out. I was like, no, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep messaging her every day at the same time. Got to wake up in the morning to make sure that she knows I'm okay. But once I let myself accept the gift of her love, I was able to see it for what it was. And that motivated me enough this morning to do this. That motivated me enough this morning to get out of bed, to make breakfast to look at my Bible, okay? To check on my friends. That gave me motivation. So it's already inside of you. Anything that you need right now, it's already inside of you because who else is inside of you? God. He created you. How else is he? He he can't just not be there. When I say let him into your heart, he's already there. But you have to let him flood your heart. You have to let him fill your heart. Because when you, when, you think of, when you think of what we carry around with us daily, the baggage, the stressors, okay, there's so many different things in our heart. Fear, guilt, anxiety, pain, desperation, abandonment. So God can be in your heart already, but you have pushed him so far to the corner, it doesn't even feel like it. You got to make room for him. Someone said make room for him. Make room because he is desperate to be there. Those things that are, that are in your heart, they, they want to feed on your blood supply. They want to feed on that lifeline because that's how they thrive. Slash them. Kill them out. No, you don't need them. Throw them away. Let God fill your heart. Let God take their place because he can replenish you. Fear cannot replenish you. Fear drains and takes away from you. God replenishes you. He is your motivation. He's always there for you. It says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what is seen. 
on not what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The unseen is eternal. The unseen is eternal. What you see around you in the world right now, it's all temporary. Let that, let that give you peace, okay? It's temporary. It's not going to last forever. Nothing since the beginning of time has truly lasted forever and nothing will last forever but the goodness of God, but his kingdom, okay? You are already part of his kingdom. So focus your eyes above on what is important, okay? Focus your eyes on him. Things that are on the heavenly plane, because that is how you, you, you let that light into that room. That's how you finally open those gifts. And imagine yourself in that room, in that darkness, feeling the light finally. How good is it to feel light when you haven't seen it in so long? How good is it for the sun to shine when it's been raining and storming in your life? How good is it to see that rainbow? Let those gifts open. Let the light come in. Let God into your heart. He's waiting for you. And if you've already accepted him into your heart, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you regardless of what you do, but he loves you. Okay, I know that it feels hard, even even if you're like, I already accepted God into my heart. I feel like the darkness is overcoming me. It's okay, because that's what it feels like. I guarantee you that's what it feels like. That's not what it is. If you already know, if you got faith the size of a mustard seed, I'm telling you, it's already been done. It's already been handled. It's already been won. It's already done. All you have to do is plant your feet firmly on the foundation, which is God, which is our Christ, which is our Savior, which is our Redeemer, who is our healer, our lawyer, our protector, our provider. Plant your feet in him and wait. Patience. Wait. It's hard patience he's working around you okay just imagine you being in the middle of the ocean and it feels so vast and you feel so small but imagine God working all around you imagine his hands creating all types of beautiful mysteries of beautiful blessings of miracles imagine that water rising and wishing all around you not to overcome you but to show you who he is imagine the blessing of waking up this morning imagine the blessing of having food imagine the blessing of being able to communicate to each other like this he is working around you that storm is beautiful to him because that is how he shows you that he is already here he's already here God is good, okay? He is so good. And right now, more than ever, we need to believe that. You can test it if you want, okay? I've learned from experience it's not good to test God. But every single time, he's always, always shown me there was no need to do that because I was already there. You tested me. You said, do this, God, and I will. Do this, and I will. He said, you didn't have to do that. You don't need to do that. I don't want you to do that. I just want you to believe. If anything, we need to be testing ourselves. Okay, Jada, how are you going to respond to this moment in your life? Are you going to cower in fear? Are you going to stand up strong and have faith? 
How are you going to respond? God, God loves us beyond any measure we could possibly use. It's hard to understand that type of love. We make excuses. We blame. We say, no, if he loved me, then this wouldn't have happened to me. But the truth is, he loved you and so it happened to you. Everything that happened to me has led me to this moment. Sometimes I put it on myself. Not everything is God's fault, right? Not everything is of him. I let the devil into my life and he created havoc, okay? He wreaked havoc over me. But then I saw the goodness of the Lord. Then I believed in him. Then I chose to have faith. And guess what? I'm still standing. You're still standing because you're here right now. That means that you have the power over yourself. You may not have power over your circumstances. You might not have power over coronavirus. You might not have power over other people. You might not have power over your family, but you have power over yourself. And God is saying, I am here. Let me in. Let me work. Let me be who you need me to be. Surrender your fear. Surrender your heartache. Surrender your troubles, your financial troubles, your health troubles, your educational troubles, your family troubles, your children's troubles. Surrender it all to me. Woo, y'all, y'all, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, let's close in prayer. Let's pray to our God right now. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I challenge you to lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I don't care where you are, who is beside you, lift up your hands. Don't be ashamed. Don't don't feel out of place. Don't feel silly. Lift up your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord, and I'll do the same. Let us pray. God, thank you for being who you are. God, who you are, we can barely begin to comprehend. But what we do know, God, you are a healer. You are our provider. God, you take the stand for us when we need you to, God. You, every single time, pull us through. You pull us through the valley. And we are in dark rooms right now, God, and we need your light. Allow us, help us, encourage us, support us in in letting your light shine, God. Don't let us hide from you. We can't hide from you, God. We, we need to push aside our anxiety, our fears, our helplessness, our self-doubt. God, we don't need any of that. We need you. In this time of uncertainty, the only thing that is certain is change. We know that, God. We know that. But the other thing that is certain is you. You and your love for us. And we, we crave your love. We need your love. Pour out your love unto the masses right now. This world needs more of you. Okay, there are things happening within our government, within our family lives, within our schools, God, within our communities. Only you know about. Only you can change. And we pray that you move on our behalf, God. We know that you're working. Help us to have faith that you're working. We're standing in the middle of the ocean right now and it feels like we are so small because we are. 
We are, God. Without you, we are so small. But with you, with you, we can do all things. With you, we are more than conquerors, God. We have already won the battle because of you. You make us who we are, who we can be, God, who we should be. And we thank you so much for everything that you are doing, everything that we can't see, God, situations that we didn't get to see because you said, no, that is not fit for you, conversations we weren't in the room for, conversations that you that you heard God and you move people out and you put people in who would help us because we didn't see what they were doing behind our backs God and we don't see what's happening right now we're in our houses confined some of us see it on the front lines God we see it in our patients we see it in the people that come into the hospital we see it at the reception desk God we see it all but some of us don't and we don't know what's going to happen and we're scared and we're afraid but guess what God nothing is too big for you you aren't scared of anything you aren't afraid of anything everything answers to you God and because of that we say thank you we have faith that we will be renewed God you will lift us up on your wings and your right hand and you will renew our strength God we will run and not get tired okay we will run this race with you as you walk as you walk beside us striding beside us carrying us God when we feel that it is too much you gave us the ability to be able to talk to you. And we thank you for that. The ability to be able to run to you when we need you, God. And we need you right now. We need you. Help us to be motivated, God. If we already have everything inside of us. There's nothing that we can't do when you are behind us, God. There is nothing that we can't do. We can do this work, okay? We can finish that assignment. We can talk to these people, we can go into work, and we can know that nothing is in vain, God. Nothing is in vain. We know that all all things work together for the good of those who love you, and we love you, so we know that good things are coming our way, God. Good things are coming your way. Don't be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Don't allow yourself to go deeper into that hole, okay? Don't keep feeding into the news. Don't keep feeding into the media. Don't keep feeding into the negativity. Guess what? God has already declared the victory over this situation, the victory over your life. He loves you. He's already won it for you. All you have to do is believe and wait and stand planted. Stand planted. Stand firm in the word of God. And we thank you. We thank you and we pray for the workers and we pray for the students and we pray for the parents and we pray for the relationships, God. We pray for our communities. We pray for the inmates. We pray for each and every person that we don't even think to pray for, God. We pray for our leaders. We pray for the president. Yes, he's the president and he runs the country and he needs you right now. God, he needs you. We need our Congress to listen to you, God, not to us, because they won't listen to us, will they? They will listen to you. You know how to make them listen. You know how to move. You know how to work on our behalf, God. And sometimes you use people. Sometimes you use events. Maybe this is one of them, God. But we need you to help our government, and we need you to help us. And you are. You are. And you are good, God. Thank you. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay. (laughs) 
that also ran a little longer than I wanted it to. But sometimes when God is just telling you things, you can't stop. There's someone that needed to hear this. If you have any prayer requests, I would love to know. I'm going to be making an email for um, this devotional podcast really soon. And I want to be able to pray for you. I want to be able to hear your stories because it's so important to know that you are supported right now. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, I look forward to recording these for you every single day and for allowing God to use me in ways that I can never imagine. Um, Your listenership is important to me, and I pray that it's helping someone. Um, But like I said, I will get my contact information out soon. I want to be able to pray for you and to see you through these situations. Um, We're going to get through this together. Remember, we're all in this together. So I'll see you next time. God willing, stay blessed, and we are more than conquerors.